How do we interpret the message from the gospel today? Jesus talks about coming to bring division. How do we interpret that with the one who is the Prince of Peace? Well, if we consider that following the gospel message, trying to be a true disciple of Jesus, can lead us to be different, to have different opinions, different approaches, different actions than those whom we would otherwise be in sync with, then we can understand. We may differ from family members, from friends, from people of the same ethnic group, even uh, within the same religion, even in the same parish. People can differ on how to be a disciple of Christ, or those who are not disciples of Christ would, might have approaches, and often do have approaches, that are different than that of disciples. This division can sometimes seem like it is an artificial division when we choose a side, such as calling ourselves a progressive or traditionalist, a liberal or a conservative. Father Tom Rees, who many of us know, has mentioned we should probably not use those terms, either to describe ourselves or to describe others. And Father Jim Martin reminds us in his book, The Jesuit Guide to Nearly Everything, which I think all of our parishioners should have on our bookshelves, well-thumbed and dog-eared, of St. Ignatius of Loyola's presupposition. That is, you presuppose that the person with whom you have a disagreement is approaching their opinions, their thoughts, their considerations in due faith with true conviction. And then we dialogue with them, try to understand where they're coming from, try to explain to them where we're coming from. And if we think about that, we then can approach some of the issues that seem divisive to us today. When it comes to many of the issues that we face in the church, whether it is war, whether it is how to be a faithful Catholic, how to take care of the poor, of the marginalized, we see division. And the question is, this division that comes, it is not necessarily out of ill will, but ill will can cause it to become a hurtful situation. It does not mean that the division is a bad idea because sometimes one approach may be better than another and the other times uh, the opposing, the opposing uh, opinion may be the better approach to have. And sometimes going back between and figuring our way in between a confused and convoluted way, we might come to the correct answer or what seems to us in our time and place to be the correct answer as people of God. It also may be that we're working with those in the secular world who do not profess faith in Jesus Christ, or who do, but keep it separate for one reason or another from their public actions. And that is a case where we have to remember not to demonize the other person, but to try to understand where they're coming from without preventing ourselves from living out our conviction without abandoning the positions that we hold and know to be true and feel that this is the approach we should have. 
This is a conversation that can't be handled in a short reflection. It is a conversation that can't be handled in a single reflection or dialogue, but an ongoing approach of trying to understand where those with whom we disagree are coming from. It doesn't mean that we have to set aside our opinion and follow theirs. It does mean, however, that we should not be angry at them for disagreeing with us, that we should pray for their change of heart if we think that that's what is needed. And when we cannot work with them at all, to oppose them with gentleness and kindness. Jesus has talked elsewhere in the Gospels of turning the other cheek. That is a very difficult thing to do. It is an extremely humiliating task to decide to work with someone whom you cannot agree with and yet to withhold a chance of striking at them, belittling them, wishing their downfall. We as Christians should never pray for ill to happen to anyone, even those who are the instruments of our pain, our torture, our death, our humility. That is a very difficult thing to do. For anyone who thinks it is easy, I think they would soon be disabused of the notion at some point. And yet, that is what we are called to do as Christians. We are called to be those who believe what we believe, who act in good faith, and act out of love, including even to those with whom we disagree, those who might hate us, those who will harm us, those who might kill us. It's not an easy answer. There's not something that makes it seem without pain, without fear, without anxiety. If we think about it, every time we pray, we should bring forward these concerns to the Lord and see what God inspires in us. Again, and again, I'm going to quote uh, James Martin's book, The Jesuit Guide to Nearly Everything, though there are other resources of this. The examine can be a great approach for us to examine where we are in the day, in the attitudes and actions we have had, in the interactions we have had with others. And I conclude with a prayer for peace that the war that had started three weeks ago in Israel ends and that the people of Palestine and Israel can come together in peace for a just solution for everyone and that the violence ends. Pope Francis had said, never again war. Some people may consider him naive for saying that, but as Christians, that should always be our attitude. That is always the language we should have on our lips, never again war. When we disagree with others about war and the approach to it, we should realize that people act out of fear, they act out of hatred, they act out of a desire for safety, security, as well as greed. And sometimes all those actions and attitudes can be in the same person. So we should try to understand where they're coming from and try to help turn them away from actions of evil and injustice and to 
always approach someone who wishes to be forgiven, who wishes to change how their attitudes are with a sense of joy at their change of heart as we would want them to have joy at our change of heart. Maybe close with, a, with an Our Father after you hear this reflection and slowly pray over the words that we pray when we say that prayer that Jesus taught us. Maybe we'll have a new insight into that prayer and think about it. Amen.